0: You're listening to the hour time, Theme time. That's right, it's another episode <laughs> of Give Me One Hundred and Eighty Two Reasons.
1: Good reasons. <laughs>
0: Today, we're covering what might be the worst <laughs> album, maybe Ever. not anymore. Um, <clears throat> so when last we spoke, we talked about that self titled album or untitled, whatever mm-hmm. you prefer. Pick your flavor, yeah, and it's a Universally, at least in this room, regarded as a fantastic album.
1: Yeah, By high water mark. High water mark. High water. Mark. High, high mark. note. <laughs> high water. Tom. <laughs> high water.
0: Travis. Um, and they do that album, and then about a year later, maybe not even a full year, but in the next. In two thousand five. They tore that album. They tore it and then amid amidst uh Amongst. Con- con- <laughs> continuing strife between the band, which I don't think ever really stopped.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, it since, seems like uh since two thousand or two thousand one, yeah. It's it's just been a contentious environment.
0: Um Tom said, I would like to take a, a long break from touring and spend time with my family. Mark and Travis were like, no. And then I
1: believe Tom was like, yes. And, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, Tom's manager was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the band split up, indefinite hiatus. Um, though it seemed like it was a breakup. Straight up.
1: Right? Yeah, they, they weren't calling it a breakup. No one was calling it Don't a breakup. Don't call it a breakup. No one, no one was calling it a comeback, but they did effectively break up. Yeah. They were no longer active as a band. Right. And
0: in the intervening years, uh, they did all continue to create music. Uh, <clears throat> Mark and Travis
1: formed a new band called Plus 44. Was that before or after Tom started Angels and Airwaves?
0: I don't remember the uh, the timing. Let me look. If let me look and see if that.
1: I feel like Angels and Airwaves came first. Probably, or, I feel or like. Or we... at the very least, the proclamations about yeah. Angels and Airwaves started.
0: I was gonna say. I, th- I think at the very least we heard about it first. Um. So. Um, it says. It only tells me that they formed in 2005, plus 44. Um, and Angels and Airwaves formed in 2005. So I, I'm, I well, okay. So, uh, I, I'm going to assume, well, wasn't, didn't we read somewhere that Tom was already meeting with, David Kennedy. Yeah. Like, there was... Oh, well, yeah, with Boxcar Racer. Boxcar
1: Racer. So they already had kind of an established um, dynamic working together. And then... um, So according to what I'm reading here, Tom began working on the new material during Blink-182's final tour. So he's already writing songs um, before they've even broken up.
0: I think if we had to hazard a guess, Angels and Airwaves probably was first. Yeah. Um, but both, both acts made themselves known in 2005.
1: And you might say that the means of introduction for both of those, um, acts were, um, a little different. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, I feel like Plus 44 had kind of like a a rather typical formation. You yeah. know, hey, these guys are in a band, and here's, here's the first single, which right.
0: was... When Your Heart Stops Beating. When I Your Believe.
1: Heart Stops Beating. And then here's an album.
0: Actually, the first release may have been the song that, at the time, they called No It Isn't.
1: Oh, that's right. That was, yeah, before... There wasn't an album or anything like that, but they were like, we we got this thing together. Here's a song.
0: And everyone was like, I wonder if it's about Tom.
1: And all you got to do is read the song's title
0: to get the answer to that question.
1: Yeah, but actually it is about but Tom. But it is about Tom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think
0: it, they renamed the song Lillian for the album release, though.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, that, to me, reinforces the idea that it is about Tom. Uh, so that <laughs> that's plus 44. Angels and Airwaves. Um, Tom, you know, having experienced um, what happened... Sorry, I'm wrong. Lillian is a separate song.
0: Oh. It was still called No It Isn't. No. (laughs) We'll cut all that out.
1: (laughs) 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 Tom, um, building on his experience with Boxcar Racer, I think... um, you know, recognizing that it it will help your project if you sort of set the stage in an accurate fashion for what people are going to hear. Mm-hmm. Um it, it will make the reception a little smoother. <laughs> so with Boxcar Racer, he you know, he prefaced the release of material by saying, This is gonna be my Fugazi record or my, <laughs> you know, um yeah. that's what it's gonna sound like. Um and with Angels and Airwaves, um, you know, I think he uh, maybe overstated what was going to happen um, with this music yeah. um, when it was released. I don't actually even know if he described what the new sound was he was looking for, but uh, because I think he was too busy talking about how um, children were going to <laughs> sprout. Wings. Third brains yeah. <laughs> and suddenly become um, more uh, mentally advanced than their parents had been and yeah, eventually turned into machines. And He did say, I believe he actually said um, that it would change the world. He used the words, this music will change the world. Yeah. This band will change the world. Exciting to hear. I mean, I will say this.
0: When he made that statement, I in no way thought, this music's probably, he's probably right. Right. Right? But what I did think was, man, he's really passionate about this.
1: Yeah, I I think we were all kind of snickering a little bit at him at the time. But mm-hmm. it was he, was, he was clearly at the time still probably is, the more groundbreaking of the two mm-hmm. between him and Mark. So I think having him uh, feeling so... I feel so... <laughs> unfettered and um, driven, Yeah, you know, and convinced of his own hubris <clears> that <throat> it... I, I was excited to see what happened. Yeah. Endless. I remember I bought that album the day it came out, I
0: think. And the first song that we heard from Angels and Airwaves, let me pull it up here. It's a song called The Adventure. And I think I was kind of excited by it. Let's see if I can get it going. I wonder, this intro might be like eight minutes long. Oh, no. So this is the first bit that we got from Angels and Airwaves. And I was like, okay. I'm good with this guitar, mm-hmm. and he talks about this in that tone of pursuit of tone documentary, right? right. About finding this song, but you quickly realize <laughs> this music won't change the world <laughs> because you too released it <laughs> in 1987. <laughs>
1: I do like the hook on
2: this. Thing. Yeah, it's good.
1: Well, and it is, it's very Tom. Yeah. You know, it is. We the, didn't. All we the didn't, elements that you know and love about Tom. We didn't are here know it, though, until this song. Oh, yeah. We didn't
0: understand. This is our first glimpse at Tom. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? The real Tom. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The no, Tom say, that we now know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I wanna have the same last dream again. Let's talk about the lyrics in <laughs> Angels and Airwaves songs. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, actually, let's not. Let's move on to wait, plus 45. Wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. wait. Uh, yeah, he says, I wanna have the same last dream again, the one where I wake up and I'm alive. <laughs> Just as the four walls close within, my eyes are woken up with pure sunlight. I'm the first to know. <laughs> my dearest friends. <laughs> um, you just want to <laughs> go to Plus plus forty four? We can't do that um, yet. We're not going to do a track by track on this album, uh, which is We Don't Need to Whisper by Angels and Airways. But I want to play the song It Hurts. Um, <laughs> 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 because i remember when this album came out i was the adventure had me primed i was like okay i like that song mm-hmm. i still like that song um and i am interested in what this is going to be and the album came out and something about it just never i i just never like got into it yeah it, and i had heard a clip of it hurts and i was like man this sounds great um and I remember reading, someone had asked Mark Hoppus what he thought about this album, and I, and he said something along the lines of, there's a lot of great ideas in there, but I feel like it never resolves. Mm-hmm. And that perfectly encapsulated, to me, what the issue with this album is. Yeah. That you never get a release from all the buildup.
1: Yeah, it's constantly it's escalating. All, yeah, but... and this is a perfect example of that. This is It Hurts.
0: Which I, I, I really like this build up. <laughs> it's still building up. We're thirty seconds in. <laughs>
1: And you wanted those intros back? Those you're right. Long musical intros- Here it is. <laughs>
0: I mean, this is a great. Yeah. I'm like ready. I'm like, yeah, get there. Yeah. Get yeah there. All right. Yeah. What comes Here next? Here we go. Come Wait, on. What's
1: gonna happen now? Mm. Oh. 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 <laughs> Um, Yeah. Do you think like if that if that had been different, if it had, um, if any of these songs had ever like kind of really coalesced, kind of ripped loose and actually gone where they were seemingly pointed? Do you think that would have made it a better album, or do you think it was just sort of? Well, I shouldn't talk about it like it's a failure. That band was definitely successful as
0: far as still a band. Yeah. No. Not you know, he still gathers the guys together, right? And yeah. Makes albums. They still
1: do things. They tour and they make videos and movies and stuff. And
0: that latest... Was it the latest album? Um, the Dreamwalker. Yeah, the latest the one. The Dreamwalker. Um, the latest album I liked. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I can listen to that album and I feel like it realizes what he's been trying to do. At least in a way that is uh, satisfactory. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got five albums with this band, and really, I only like the one. But
1: that's not bad, though.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think. Well, you know, as we're talking about it, what's interesting to me is that I think those songs on "We Don't Need to Whisper" in a way represent a journey to space in that there's this huge buildup into like this floating, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of nothingness. (laughs) Do you know (laughs) what I mean? Like in a way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I guess thematically, maybe it is accurate or it's a, it's a a successful exercise. Um, Meanwhile, meanwhile,
0: um, Mark and Travis release uh, their album. Well, first they released the song. No, it isn't. Let's play a bit of that. Which is pretty familiar territory. Right? hmm Those long intros, man. <laughs> They're both going back. I
2: don't this, isn't just this is I can't stand you. This
1: So this is, is, where is a song about Tom.
0: Ride.
2: Crashed into the ocean, it rises all around me and now we barely breathing
0: um i think it eventually like goes into heavier stuff we're joined once again by the
1: dreamwalker <laughs> <laughs> it's daywalker um here's my feeling overall on these i think it's interesting that the the stuff that tom is doing is so far um, outside thematically of where Blink has been concentrated, you yeah. know, uh, kind of teasing at it a little bit with some of the stuff on the the last album. Yeah. But like now Tom is like his, his content, the stuff he's really like focusing on is um, way outside of like his own personal experience or, you know, just the typical um, focus of, yeah. Blink, or even like most pop punk, really. So to a certain degree, he is accurate, I think, in saying that he's taking this music to a different level. Um, Whereas Mark is like obviously clearly hung up on his relationship with Tom. Tom's not like sitting there talking about, writing coded messages about Mark. He's just doing his thing, the thing he wants to do. Whereas Mark is clearly like smarting from this uh, whole situation. Let's... uh,
0: I want to play a, a bit of When Your Heart Stops Beating before we move on um, so we can get a sense of sort of the, the rock side of this. So this is
1: not necessarily really blink-ish, but it's interesting that it sounds an awful lot like what we'll later hear when uh, yeah. Skiba joins the band mm-hmm. this is uh, Mark and Travis's side project plus, right. 44. plus 44
0: and then one more this is like and throw, which might have been a single and I'm playing this for a future discussion So I think uh I remember liking this album um and thinking yeah I can this I like better than we don't need to whisper by Angels and Airwaves. Well,
1: it's closer to Blink.
0: Yeah. Um but still after maybe a month I wasn't listening to it anymore. Mhm. I don't I don't know that
1: I ever made it through that whole album.
0: So I think they toured once plus 44 um, Angel and Angels and Airways toured and continues extensively. To and then two thousand eight, mm-hmm. uh, Travis Barker is in a plane crash. Survives it. Yeah, who doesn't survive it? Uh, like t- the two other passengers. There were either, there were four of them, and DJ AM I think and Travis both survived. And I believe there were two others who did not.
1: Yeah. So they, uh, Travis and DJ AM were the only ones who survived. Uh, they uh, managed to get out with um, some burns, pretty serious burns. Right. They went into critical condition. Um, personal assistant Chris Baker and Chase Still, along with the two pilots, died in the crash. Uh, and then less than a year later, Goldstein, whoever that is, uh, he That's died. That's DJ over AM. Over oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, Okay. He died of an overdose. So yeah. actually, Travis is the only remaining survivor right. of this planet. Did, Did they
2: crash? say what caused the crash?
1: Um, it looks like there was some just some kind of problem with the engine where it some caught fire. Mechanical, fire. mechanical failure. Yep. Yeah. And I think the
0: DJ AM's overdose was related to his trauma
1: from the crash, his, his emotional trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't see anything about that. But uh, Barker was in the hospital for 11 weeks. He had 16 surgeries. Man. Yeah. Um, a lot of blood transfusions. Um, developed post-traumatic stress disorder, which well, I course. guess also uh, DJ AM suffered from. Yeah, so uh, pretty heinous event for anyone to go through. Um and I think particularly heinous, uh, given that he was allegedly afraid of flying already, he already had kind of a fear of, of flying yeah. um, so <clears throat>
0: the cr- the plane crash happens um, apparently Mark gets a call middle of the night, you know right at, right after it happens and he he like flies to wherever Travis is mm-hmm. to see how, to see him. Tom hears about it uh, while he's at an airport he sees it on TV. And apparently, um, he, after landing from his flight, mailed a a letter and two photographs to Barker, a photo of Blink aboard a submarine in the Middle East and another of himself and his two kids. And he wrote uh, on one of them, do you remember who we were? And then on the other, this is who I am now. And <clears throat> basically, this tragedy brings them back together. Sure. Um, thinking, you know, sort of life's too short. Yeah. Let's, you know, so they they start set all the crap again. aside. Yeah. 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 Um, make a
2: bad album. That'll that'll fix it.
0: And uh, <laughs> eventually, they they do start talking about like. How how are you guys feeling? What do you want to do? And they decide let's play again. Let's play together again. Let's mm-hmm. m- let's you know write an album. Let's tour. So first they just tour. They they well they they announce that they're back together, and then they just go on a tour, and they just tour you know all the old stuff. Right. No, nothing new at this point. I did see that tour, and it was pretty exciting to see.
1: How, like, enthusiastic was Tom at that point? Did he seem to be Is into he it?
0: really... I mean, they all seemed really excited. Yeah. Yeah, everyone seemed very into it. And um, <clears throat> it was fun to see, especially, you know, knowing had, that they had kind of had problems. Um, but they immediately started working on new material, but stalled out pretty quickly. Um, and the... I I didn't learn this at the time, but much later that they had decided based on Tom's suggestion that they should record this album uh, sort of apart that due to their schedules and, and having, you know, they, they all have lots of different things going on that in order to actually release the album in any kind of timely manner that they should record things separately and then meet up and, you know work on them and then send each other things and record over those and sort of assemble it that way
1: <clears throat> which they had at least had some experience with on that last album with Robert Smith you know they mm. his stuff his vocals were recorded right elsewhere and he sent them so i guess if you want to give Tom the benefit of the doubt this was not unprecedented but i think it was a departure for for them as a band
0: I think it makes sense on paper, and in, in that they, if they're all very busy, they all want to make music together again. But you know the the machines are moving, and there are other various mm-hmm. projects, and it's not feasible to you know put the concerted effort that they put into you know the self titled album <clears throat> into this album to do this sort of remote. Recording mm-hmm. approach,
1: but it just—it's—it's it's like a group project.
0: Yeah, it's, but it—but I think what ends up happening, and and I think you can hear it in the album, is it—it it sort of just becomes either it becomes one person's direction, pretty much whoever's the strongest voice, mm-hmm. which is Tom, um, or it just feels you know assembled it doesn't feel yeah manufactured it doesn't feel like a a whole
1: doesn't feel organic I think it's yeah. actually both of those. I think it it both <coughs> feels like Tom grabbed the reins, and Mark was kind of like, yeah, all right, you know that's fine. Yeah. I
0: acquiesce i've always assumed that Mark and Travis were both kind of like that, yeah, because they were more interested in in. Being in the band again, yeah and and keeping things like copacetic, then challenging what Tom wanted to do because mm. I'm sure they realized which we learned later, <laughs> that Tom is has a very short attention span when it comes to this band,
1: yeah, he's a flight risk,
0: and if it can't <laughs> 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 if he can't really do what he wants to do with it, he's not gonna stick with it,
1: yeah
2: so it's funny not knowing that this was an assembled album i I'm listening to it, and I'm like again, now knowing that I couldn't put my finger on like what why what's just, the problem with this thing right yeah, and it just it was just it was very sort of vanilla mm-hmm. and And there was again, I couldn't put my finger on what what it was, and it's it's kind of the uncanny valley thing, I guess, in a certain way, where it's just like, yes, this is this is an album, but it's not quite an album. It's it's like the um, a pseudo album, or it's it's trying to be an album.
1: It's like the ghost of an album. Yeah. It's like a ghost on a dance floor.
2: The ghost on the dance floor. In the Haunted Mansion.
1: Um, <laughs> it will follow you home.
0: I think the first single... Make you single, cookies. Well, the first single they released was Up All Night. And mm-hmm. I remember it being like, oh, well... Mm.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, Up All Night was a serious issue, I think. two. two I did not reasons, like that song. <laughs> two reasons. One, like the song... Uh, doesn't doesn't go anywhere, right? Yeah. It's um it, it it seems to come from nowhere. Like they don't even believe in it. Yeah. And it goes nowhere. Well, I will say though I'm I believe
0: they started writing this during the self-titled recording. Oh, really? Yeah. Cuz I think you can hear sna- uh, snippets of it in that documentary.
2: Ah. I wanted to like it, this this particular track. Yeah. Like I could feel myself being like, well maybe I didn't want to like and it. then went back to no. And it was like, yeah, maybe and, no. Well and the video for it
1: was again um falling back on this what has now become kind of their uh brand almost yeah. of this um fake youth rebellion. Um graffiti. Yeah, it's just it yeah it, it it's a very forced aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, It doesn't
0: even ring true, and it it
1: doesn't even work. Yeah, like it never even gets there. So immediately, this album was already like kind of alienating me. I think.
2: So I guess it's maybe track six.
0: Heart's all gone interlude.
2: Yeah. So again, I'm listening to this thing. I'm not listening. I'm not looking at the track names. Yeah. And I remember I'm listening. I'm like, will you just get on with it? like, do something song, because I, re- I thought it was the intro to some song. and so The interlude. Right, well, I didn't know it was an interlude, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and it just seems to me, again, really at a place, like, with Shuffle, and, like, if you are li- have this album on a mix, and all of a sudden that comes up, and it's basically just two minutes of, here comes something, and then nothing happens. I mean, it was infuriating. I literally was <laughs> like, do well, something.
0: <laughs> I don't know that that's really fair, though. I, I don't think they want. They would ever expect you to put that song into a playlist or right. expect you to shuffle this album.
2: Not intentionally, but that it, could one,
0: or it could happen. It could happen, that one, or self-titled. I mean, you know, yeah. regardless They definitely of,
1: seem to have paid attention to the structure.
0: And regardless of the results on either side, um, th- this is the order they want it listened to. Mm-hmm. It's not... They didn't just, like, you know... Um,
1: do it randomly. Right. Although it is, I think worth noting that that interlude does not appear on the standard edition of the album. Right, it's uh, only on the deluxe. The deluxe? So
2: wait a minute. So that next track that starts sure with the that? fade out of the interlude, how does it start on the regular album then?
0: I don't know. With a with okay, a weird just, fade
2: out of something. It just, <laughs> something?
0: It just kicks right in. Oh, okay. Actually, I, I don't know. if You're right about that. I'm positive. You're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I shock you guys?
2: Shock me, shock me, shock me with With your deviant deviant behavior.
0: I like this album.
1: I'm not shocked by that.
0: I hated this album when it came out. Mm -hmm. For years. I've only heard
2: it once, and I wasn't impressed.
0: I hated this album. But in preparing for this show, Mm -hmm. and listening to it again a Mm -hmm. few times... I found maybe it's Stockholm syndrome, but I found myself like I was like enjoying certain hooks from songs and and mm-hmm. and really feeling the flow of the album. Um,
2: Did you listen to the deluxe or regular?
0: Deluxe and 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 this might be because I now know where else this band can go exactly, and and I can. I have a new appreciation for this and what it is. Um, I don't know, but I, I can actually now listen to this album and not and, and, and enjoy it, not, and not ironically.
2: I don't think I'd ever listen to it again. And, and I'm, I'm not trying to like like, like uh, it just it just literally did nothing for me.
1: Yeah, I think when it first when it was first released, I tried. Then, um, and, and I'm not gonna say that there aren't appealing elements to it, and, and There's those those still hold up. I even think. when I
0: hated this album, there were moments that I was like, "This is really good." Yeah, and there are bits could and have have pieces gone that were really good.
1: Right. Yeah, uh, but uh, upon revisiting it, while I still find those elements to work, um, I. I guess I feel like I have even less impetus to listen to it now because I know where they're going yeah. after this. Um, Which is maybe why,
0: unlike me, you can't find your way into it is because your expectations are set. But I I took this show very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been listening to Blink a lot. Since we started this, not just when we have to,
2: right? Just but, but in just general, like,
0: trying to you know prime the pump, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. prime the pump, yeah. Share the load,
2: share the load.
1: Yeah, I, I I get where you're coming from, but I think the difference is that it's not. I I I don't feel like um, I don't feel like this album um, is strengthened by its blinkness, however strong or you know, great that is, uh I just think it's it's held afloat by its blinkness.
0: Can I offer a counter argument?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: This is well maybe it's less an argument as much as a statement to try to recontextualize what you're mm-hmm, saying. Mm-hmm. This is not a good Blink 182 album. Mm-hmm. This is a terrible Blink 182 <laughs> album. <laughs> But this is a good some other band's album. Yeah,
2: it's okay. funny. Yeah, that might be true. I actually had a similar thought earlier. As I was listening, it was one of the tracks, and I was like, and this track is brought to you by Evanescence. Like it just had like this other band's feel to it, and so many tracks was like, and this could be uh Urge circa two thousand four, and this could be Evanescence, and this could be and it was a lot of like other band stuff. And like, but not blink.
0: Which which makes complete sense. Because they've talked about in making this album, the reason it's called Neighborhoods is because each member was taking influences from different music that they were into at the time uh-huh. or previously into it and trying to bring it into this album. Interesting. And thus taking you to different neighborhoods of music. Mm-hmm. I think that sort of fails. Right. <laughs> but I mean, A for effort. There's something yeah, sure. there. if, if yeah. you If you at least started to hear... Those ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, it's funny
2: that you brought that up because I was like, I was just thinking about that when I listened to this. Um, There's something else. I think
0: this is the second best Angels and Airwaves
2: album. <laughs> I
1: would agree with that.
0: The first one being The Dreamwalker. The Dreamwalker. The
2: Daywalker. <laughs> Should
0: we go track by track? No. I mean, I know you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> But, but we have to because we also have to get to dogs eating dogs. I know we're committed to this.
1: Okay, well it'll be very easy once we get to about the seventh or eighth track because I will stop having anything to say because <clears> they are virtually unlistenable. Okay, first is Ghost on the Dance Floor, which
0: we played a snippet of at the beginning. of Which the show. is great. This is an excellent. It's song. a great song. From the from the. It's get a great opening. Open.
2: But already, I, when I was listening to this, I was like, "This doesn't quite sound like the but blink." It, like this part, yeah. like all the. the but s- if the you had heard theme. "Angels and Airwaves," well, I've heard a little bit of it. I mean, it, you know, I, so yes, I guess this does sound very "Angels and Airwaves," but it doesn't sound very blink.
0: Yes, that does. Oh, and, uh, yeah, they
2: do 5 1, 5 1, 5 1, like. I mean, it's all they do is he just goes 1 to 5, 5 to 1, and sometimes some notes in the middle to spruce it up a little bit. But almost every song they do is just. That's what's going to be the same thing over and over again. <laughs> That'd be scary.
1: We didn't even talk about Tom's uh, vocal intonations on this album, which were oh, great. already um, coming out great. of. <laughs> I really like that little step down. Yeah, that's Mark's only contribution that's Mark's, to this song. Yeah, the whole album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, like, you could kind of sense where Tom was going. We talked about it in the last one, I think, the last episode, about how you can hear the moment where Tom starts to. Um, twist his vocals around yeah. and, and really put on some affectation to it and so now that's like out in front like there's almost no pure Tom vocal right. in this it's almost all affectation yeah which is hilarious but not necessarily endearing
0: let's let's go to natives this has a great opening too I mean that is this is like 90s era blink
1: yeah noodling But yeah, and it's like it's it's a higher production of like older type stuff. And Mark talked about trying to go back to his roots a little bit in this album. I remember um, like he he constantly refers to Heart's All Gone as like it's a new song, but it sounds like an old song, which it really doesn't sound like an old song, but we'll give him credit where credit is due, I guess. This is a. Mostly accessible song Yeah Until You don't like the Until you get to the chorus I like it This is
0: Really weird for me Because I really enjoy this song now
1: Baffling (laughs) Child
0: Uh, The important thing is not to Like don't process the lyrics
1: yeah, no, I'm not even paying attention to the lyrics. I'm just saying it's much like Angels and Airwaves. It's trying to get somewhere, and then it just doesn't.
2: But having been you know, a fresh listener, all I'm doing is listening to... Don't, I'm listening to everything, including the lyrics. And that was like, what? what is he saying? I- ignore the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's the right. single. I, as in, I could understand what he was saying. I just couldn't understand why he was saying it. Don't... Just don't. Just drop that.
0: Okay, this is... John and I saw them live. This is incubus. We saw Blink Live.
1: We Once saw them tour this album.
0: They toured this album. Yeah. And when this song, when they started playing this song, two shirtless fellows who were walking in front of us, their ears perked up. They're like, oh, it's that song. They got really excited.
1: They they ran and jumped into a high five, spilling their beers. Yeah. It's one of the best blink moments I think we've ever mutually experienced.
2: Yeah.
1: It was awful also baffling because it was un- in- incomprehensible that anyone could be in- excited about this song.
2: Yeah,
0: Hang on. I have an interesting comparison to this. Shray. Oh. Every year. All these demons. So I wanted to play a bit of that, just so you could hear this, John. You'll be familiar with this. Mm-hmm. This was someone released a cover of that song and tried to approximate the sort of 2000s era Blink style. What it would
1: sound like in the the old <laughs> Blink. <laughs> This is that cover,
0: and,
2: and I it's like so this so much song. better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, this
2: sounds like Blake.
0: And what's weird about this is I'm like, the bones of these songs are good. Yeah, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you take a, a, a an individual riff here or there um, and a, a, a lyric or two um, that's done really well and you've got good stuff.
0: This is good.
1: Yeah, it, it's like... The,
2: to that point, the album just seemed like they took a bunch of Blink songs and just threw a bunch of extra crap on top of it that yeah. was not necessary.
1: I think It may be worth noting, too, that um, in the production of this album, uh, Jerry Finn, um, I think they, if I remember correctly, they were working with Jerry Finn, and he died. I think he died prior to this. Prior to it? Okay. I think he's still alive. (laughs) He
0: had already passed away.
1: Okay. Um, So they're producing this themselves, right? Um, And this is the first time that they've done that. I read
0: uh, on the Wikipedia page that because they weren't, recording together like their engineers were meeting up and exchanging hard drives and god i mean what a
2: nightmare yeah so it may just be they didn't have that kind of uh neutral set of eyes or ears as it were to to be like hey this isn't working right here we're gonna fix oh yeah this up, and absolutely yada, yada, yada. absolutely yeah.
1: yeah i think that could have made a big difference yeah. this is after midnight this is a song that I never really liked initially, but upon this sort of re listening, I've actually come to really enjoy this one. This song. <laughs> <laughs> this song, Drew. So far, you're one <laughs> for four.
0: <laughs> actually, you liked one and two. got out. Like
1: Yuck out. Uh, I don't
0: think much else happens. This song. is four
1: songs in now, and we haven't heard a mar- a Mark lead yet. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, worth noting. Next is Snake Charmer.
0: This has such a fantastic
1: riff. Yeah, again, a great. This, like component chugging, like gut.
2: That track.
0: Kind of lead us in. You're leading. And then it all <laughs> goes away with the wind.
2: think, yeah, this is the Evanescence song.
0: This has an, a fantastic, uh, not yet.
1: I don't, I've heard I, one Evanescence yeah, I'm not song. Yeah, i with though, Evanescence. Evanescence. It sounds, it sounds very Cure-ish to me. Yeah, like where, the yeah, yeah. And as we know, they're fans of the Cure. Yeah, I think they've we, m- we they've do, mentioned that. We yeah. do know that. I think... I think. Here You're it at is. the
2: deep dive aware of it.
0: This is so good. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a tragedy what happens to this yeah. song. <laughs> <laughs> Although it does have one of the best Tom moments in it. Yes.
1: <laughs> a signature Tom a signature moment. Signature <laughs> moment. Oh, oh no. Waver. <laughs>
0: I don't hear any of that, but (laughs) it's okay. (laughs) Okay. Spider. Wait, do we hear spider yet?
1: No, I think we missed it.
0: She creeps up like a spider. Maybe it's in the next verse.
1: No, I think it's in that first one.
0: Adam's talking about numbers. We missed it. We got to hear that again now.
1: She creeps up like a spider Spider That's the second time That he's made reference To a girl being like a spider a
0: spider Spider Every the
2: apple cider Oh yeah Good, good
0: Maybe I should have tried her
1: <laughs> And so at this point The song is dead Yeah It's over Although I do like the uh, bridge at the end. The, uh, at the end. Yeah, yeah, I think that part's it. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yep. Then we get Adam's favorite. Which I think we talked about this in the last episode. Oh, yeah. uh, like uh, Musically, this works better as an interlude right. than... Um. The the, but uh, you, fe- you felt the fallen.
0: then it was almost too um, connected. Yeah. To the next song.
1: Yeah. Like well, and then to your point, like you said, like this this doesn't stand on its own, right? Like well, you don't. I
2: I, I couldn't tell what the hell was going on. I was like waiting for the song to start, and then ultimately for two minutes, it never does.
1: <laughs> Which I think you could say that the fallen, while maybe not as connected, it, it is its own thing. Yeah.
2: Like This is a bunch of guys being like, hey, let's just try to play some some notes and see what happens on this track.
0: So the reason this exists, this interlude in the next song, is Mark, originally the song was this, with the lyrics. And then he tried it sped up, and he really liked that too. And he wanted to have both. So the album release has just the regular song. And he included this as the interlude because he liked it.
1: Yeah. I like it too.
0: So then that leads, let me skip ahead a bit into the next song, Hearts
2: All Gone. Also, so I'm listening to this, and before his next track, and ad plays, that was another like, like,
0: oh, like, what was that? I mean, that's your fault for not investing yeah, in true. music.
1: If you take Mark's vocals out of this song, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah. It's weird that he's like, I went back to my roots for this. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't love this
1: song. Next is Wishing Well. This has a special place in my heart. I'm, I'm happy about that for <laughs> you, but I got to tell you, like at this point, I'm done. Yeah. I'm out of this album. Um,
0: this was Josh's favorite Blink song when oh, we talk right. to him yeah. on
1: The Archive.
0: It's kind of nice little... Yeah. That little dance you're doing. Um, I think the next one is the worst one. This is Kaleidoscope. It might be my... No, it's not my least favorite... Blink song of all time anymore (laughs) Um, but it was for a long time I I hate the lyrics move away from my
2: face (laughs) please
1: now we missed those awesome lyrics Stop draining the color out of my scene, Drew.
0: Where's Tom comes in at one point? Yeah, Tom couldn't let Mark have the song to himself. But his, when he comes in at something, he's, got, he's full on Tom.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <Ugh>. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. I like this next song quite a bit. This is home. Which, does this end the regular album? No. It should. This should be the final track.
1: It sounds a like final track. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> like, I want to give him credit
1: for the the we we fucking fight uh, like uh, vagabonds. Yeah. Like, all right, that's not a bad you know lyric, but then he like throws in the other part about uh, I don't know. We dance like animals. Dance like animals. Yeah. He's big on animal motifs. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I really like that uh uh oh stuff. Now again, this to me this sounds like so far. What, what track are we on right now? A, uh, ten, uh, 10. 10. Now we've hit the first Blink song on the album, except for this part right here. <laughs> but everything else is like, okay, this does sound kind of blinkish. This is sort of a
0: natural evolution of um, Always, in my opinion, from the last album.
1: Yeah, I can hear that.
0: I really like this one. Uh, this next one is MH 418 2011, which I'm assuming means Mark Hoppus 418 2011. He said this was... He was inspired to write this when he was sitting in traffic and a helicopter flew overhead and he thought, there are places in the world where helicopters are always flying overhead.
2: that's the airport. (laughs) Ugh.
0: This one I'm...
1: Also yeah, just go danger. ahead and kill it.
0: <laughs> Love is Dangerous. This is an, um, the fourth time Tom has written this song, I think, <laughs> at this point. This is the, uh, uh, what's the last track on Self-Titled?
1: Wow, um, oh, what is it? Look it up. Yeah, we said it was needless.
0: Cause he keeps writing that song and it keeps like they all sort of
1: feel the same. I'm lost without you.
0: Yeah. Love is dangerous. Double John. So the next song, I love this next song fighting the gravity and the interesting thing about it. So Mark did commentary for every track. On here, he does about thirty seconds for each one, and talks about where the ideas came from, or you know what he thinks about them. And he sounds bored the whole time,
2: (laughs) (laughs) except for this song. I love love to have a track where he puts it on. He's like the kind of silence, and he goes, "Yeah." Yeah. He moves on to the next
0: one. (laughs) This one, he he's immediately excited when he starts talking about it, and you can tell in this song that he loves this song. And I. And I feel like this, Mark should pursue this idea.
1: Yeah, physically. I think this upon second listen was, our, our recent listen was um, a lot stronger than I thought it was the first time. But again, it's coming so late after yeah. so much garbage yeah. that it's just, it's hard to, to, to stick with it. But this is like,
0: there's no blinkness here. There's nothing. This, to me, this is like Mark, like trying something. Yeah. And it's working because it feels
1: honest to me. It's like his boxcar racer.
0: Yeah. Like, I would like him to release an album with this as sort of the inspiration point. Mm -hmm. sort of takes a while to to get going. (laughs) Apparently, he wrote this um, about someone slipped drugs into a drink he was having and he started tripping and he didn't know what was going on and this song is about that
1: experience
2: like this sounds like the uh, after the album was over secret track at the end it is a bonus track deluxe edition yeah,
0: good point I like this a lot. And I think I really like the next one, too. The next song is the fifth time Tom writes this song. <laughs> and it's the only time he gets it right, in my opinion. Play. And this feels... Got a, got a nice blink-like intro. This is such a... Like, I I feel like he keeps trying to write this, like, sweet song about his wife. And whether this is about his wife or not, I feel like this finally feels genuine. Like, in a way that is
1: approachable yeah I think it suffers from the manufactured state sure. of the sure the whole album but
0: and then the the album ends with this it's still this song oh wait I wanted to That's the end of the album. And then, I, I forget how long it is before they released the Dogs Eating Dogs Dogs
1: Eating Dogs. Uh, that was uh, released in December of 2012. So this came so out in 2011. So la- a
0: year later,
1: yeah.
0: we get Dogs Eating Dogs. And, and, and I think by that point, we had learned what, how they had recorded this album and uh, the fact that they weren't, you know, in the room together for a lot of it and all that stuff. And so when they announced that they had left Interscope, Mm -hmm. they were producing this themselves and they were writing it in a, like they got together for this.
1: This was all done old fashioned style. And
0: this was like, okay, this is it. This is the last sort of chance. Yeah, You know, if this isn't it, it's never going to be it. That was my feeling. Mm -hmm. And so the first
1: thing they release is Boxing Day,
0: which I found encouraging.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I remember being really receptive to this. I think it's also worth noting, like, how quickly this came together. Yeah. Like,
0: they, they seemed invested in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. They recorded this in November, and it was released in December. Right. This is very, like, take off your pants and jacket
0: kind yeah, of yeah. era. I feel like there's even less of his uh, inflection. Yeah. So then.
2: Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. I've never heard this before. Oh, you haven't? I, well, no. I linked it. I, I never saw it. But that dun dun, 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 dun dun world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. It's the, the exact same no progression. As, uh... What hey, is well, that song?
0: It works for Smash Mouth.
2: Smash Mouth. Yeah.
0: So then uh, we have Disaster. <laughs> Which I think.
1: No, I didn't. You skipped the first two tracks. I did? Yeah, the first, first is it not track. happened with this? The first track is when I was young.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Mine must be out of order. Let's start with the first track. Um, this. I saw Josh play this live in his band yeah and it like I nearly cried that's (laughs) awesome because I was watching my nephew perform and I had no real connection to the song yeah but now do but I knew it and there's like a little drum roll bit into the 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 actual song and when he started that drums I was just like oh my god (laughs) should have said a poet (laughs) here it is so he started and then he's holding that you know that snare thing going
1: I remember thinking this this is finally a good Angels and Airwaves song <laughs> um,
0: I remember thinking I, I like this a lot more than anything I heard on Neighborhoods
2: yeah. I already like them here.
0: I still wasn't <laughs> like, oh, they're back.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But Boxing Day I was like, oh, they might be back.
1: But it's yeah, it's way more promising than yeah. neighborhoods.
0: And I think the difference is they worked on this together. Yeah. And
2: sorry, and there's none of the fluff, there's none of the, like the yeah. uh, errant synthesizer keyboards and like all the airy open guitar stuff. It's just it's drums and guitars and there's, them singing. I mean, there is some yeah, additional it's much less, instrumentation, but, but yeah.
0: I mean, compared to neighborhoods, it feels like there is. Yeah. What's the next one? Uh,
1: disaster. Okay, so
0: then disaster. No, dogs, dogs. eating dogs. Then Sorry. dogs eating dogs. So, to me, this is just lycanthrope again.
1: Oh yeah,
0: this is a plus forty four song. Yeah. And I remember being like, I was like, why is no one commenting on the fact that this is just
1: the exact same song? Well, and this one also sounds a lot like New Blink. Yeah, Like almost as though like Tom didn't really have anything to do with this song. Yeah.
0: What's the next one? Disaster. So I'll skip this one a bit. I I kind of really like the production on this. I like this song a lot. It has a
1: weird draw to it. Mm -hmm. It definitely has uh, a little more of that U two. Angels and airwaves. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But Mark is used effectively. Yeah. Does this have the little pixel noises in it later? (laughs) I don't know.
1: What's the next one? Uh, Then Boxing Day. And then... And then finally... The sixth time,
0: Tom <laughs> will write this song, and the worst, "Pretty Little," accompanied by Yay Wolf. Oh my God, I hate this song. Actually, this is probably worse than um, Kaleidoscope on the previous album.
1: Still sorry, not Yellow Wolf, my least Wolf
0: favorite song. "Pretty Little Girl,"
1: "Pretty Little Girl."
0: you
2: <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: oh, I thought that was going to be the pretty little girl part Uh. Now I like this I'm like okay mm-hmm. This is classic Tom build up To an unsatisfying yeah. <laughs> Let's skip ahead To the worst rap In history
1: Give it any credit like for the writing, but what? it's not any less appropriate <laughs> than any other poor choices they've made in the course of the stuff we've talked about tonight
0: yeah, I, I think it's all down to the quality of it,
1: yeah, exactly
0: like okay, if you want someone if you want someone to come in and rap. Yeah.
1: You get PCP. Make it work. Yeah, like okay, so you have Robert Smith doing vocals on the right. untitled album. Good idea. Yeah, great idea. It works for that song. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they, they kind of wrote it for him. I don't get the sense that this was written for Yellow Wolf. To, yeah, <laughs> to have Yellow Wolf, you know, it's it's it it
0: I, I feel like there are these times when Travis when they're when they look at Travis and like, is there anything you want to do? Yeah, <laughs> And and like (laughs) they wake him up, and and (laughs) he's you know uh, I like this guy you know and then they they like okay this
1: is your part of the (laughs) I'm really really into Yellow Wolf right now so could we I don't know maybe have him rap on a song or something
0: like it's it's funny how weird a component Travis is in the band Um, because I think he's both took taken them places that were really good like i think they got places they would not have gotten without him yeah. that were really great and then on the complete other side of that spectrum he takes them to the worst places <laughs> you know what i mean like
1: yeah yeah, yeah. like you say it's just a matter of execution it's like when they when he is an active part of the band and when he's contributing in sync with every everything else that's going on uh, he's great you know yeah. but when when they're not keeping up with him or when they're just throwing him a bone, it's it, it yeah. comes out let terrible. Let the dog off the leash. Now it's eating another dog.
2: Now it's eating another <laughs> dog. And they're like, hey, wait a minute.
1: And, and also, <laughs> let me
0: mention the album art for this terrible... Well, no, sorry. The EP itself isn't terrible. Um, I want to talk about the album art for this EP. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: that weird dog.
0: So previous albums we've had... A uh, cat. We've had the bull. A city. A uh, stupid city. <laughs> yeah. That um, face, a little smiley face. Uh, porn star dresses a nurse. Mm-hmm.
2: Nurse the dresses a smi- porn star. The
0: graffiti smiley face. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. which became their logo. Mm-hmm. Um, which I still like that. Uh, yeah, that symbol. Uh, the little iconography for take off your pants and jacket. Mm-hmm each of these things felt fine. Like these all feel fitting or in line with either the album itself or who they are as a band. This thing, (laughs) it's this terrible, like
1: grotesque drawing of a dog. I I think what they're going for here is like they- I feel like
0: this is their- No, can I interrupt you? no, No, go ahead. So I think I may have mentioned this before with you- I don't think on this show where I feel like bands from California at some point in their career <laughs> really get into California mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, especially the sort of like gritty sort of graffiti-esque uh, like grotesqueries of California and LA and, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And they somehow that, that presents itself either in the music or in the like brand of the band. Sure. And that's what this is to me, like some probably some street artist that they knew did this album art, and it doesn't. It's so terrible for for them. I
1: I, I agree that it is terrible, uh, but I don't think it's. Um, I don't necessarily know that it's it's a projection of that so much as it is um, just them trying to play up the idea that this was. Hastily thrown together, you know, like okay, we're not gonna do all that crazy um, production and and overdubbing and all that stuff. We're not gonna have a producer on this. We're not. It's not gonna be backed by a record label. You know, we're just gonna go into the studio and throw down these songs and then we're going to slap some art on it and then push it out there yeah. because we can do that and it's it's we own the band now. This is, this is our music, you know? Like, we're not listening to record executives anymore. We're just doing it. We're just, it's so gritty because we're just doing it. We're not getting any, like, major yeah. production behind it. How gritty is it? Look at our album art, man. Look, that's the kind of shit that somebody would put on, like, their first EP that they just mimeograph off in the back of the school and then they pass it out in a schoolyard, man because that's how like down to earth and like hands-on this EP is guys
2: the, the funny thing Buddies. is you are 100% accurate like it looks like a band's like demo tape yeah exactly. album art. and
1: I think they were going for that that is that, that is a conscious decision on their part to make this look as uh, rudimentary as possible and the guy who did it is uh, uh, he's a tattoo artist in Southern California I knew it <laughs> I'm sure Travis knows him. Yeah, I'm sure Travis has many of his work. Much right, of his exactly. Work on
2: him.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't want to end this episode with them breaking up, so we can discuss that.
1: Yeah, no, we'll come back to that. They're this still
2: is, together uh, forever. Where
1: we are here now, we're, we're encouraged because at the very least we've got... Uh, blink going in another new direction. There's, it sounds at least a little bit better than Neighborhoods. There's ink, some inklings of potential. And there's some yeah. inklings
2: of Blinklings in there somewhere.
1: Yeah, It's also worth noting. They're, they're not on a record label anymore, so they can do whatever they want now. But yeah, they can... That's exciting. Yeah. Dogs off the leash. Surely they won't immediately start looking for another record label. Why would they?
2: Why would they ever do that? It'd be a silly choice. Crazy.
0: Until then, I think it's time that we all come up for air.